Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 412 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today not by Willie Saylor. APB out for Willie. He's in Iowa City somewhere. We don't know. We'll find out later. To my left, Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. He is the wrestling nomad on Twitter. To my right, Andrew Spencer Spay. Um, and we're in straight ahead with the Eagle of Freedom and the Bronco of Destruction, our very own Stephen Kyle Brackey. Stephen Kyle, hello. Good morning, friends. Good morning. It's who's number one week. Brackey is not going. He is on house arrest until the baby comes and until the baby is eight. Yeah, so approximately. One, approximately eight. Ooh. So no bracket who's number one, but uh, Danny Roy's going. No sure Andrew Spencer. No, I'm holding down the fort with Kyle. Hey, and so very quick, I'm not going to be on the show very long because I have a flight this morning, but I wanted to be on for a little bit. Only because Willie wanted to talk to me about, about the tattoo situation. He wanted to, he's like, he said, it'll be funny. I'll, t- I'll try to convince you not to get the tattoo. I'll be like, okay, great, I'm in. I wasn't going to be on the show. And then here I am, and then whatever, it's fine. There's still You could be hanging out in an airport lounge right now. I could be. Li- Here's the thing. Lounge life. Spay goes to the airport early so he can hang out in the lounge. I spent, now the Delta Lounge just opened up in the Austin airport. That was a pretty big day for me. Uh, Bader taught me the ways of lounge life when you travel, and uh, now, I, now I have to live it. There's no going back. I've never been in a lounge, and I'm okay with that. So You shouldn't be. It is. I shouldn't be okay with that? No, you should not be okay with it. Okay. It's, it's luxurious. Yeah. I went one time with Bader. It was pretty cool. I don't want to. See, I don't want. <laughs> see, I, don't have, I don't have access. I don't, know, I don't have anything else to have. Yeah, not a ringing endorsement. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's decent. Yeah, like, yeah. That's actually a pretty good endorsement from, from Kyle. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. It was good, bro. Uh, yeah, no, I don't want to know. It's almost like I'd rather not know. Yeah, you're better off just sticking to the food court that you know and mm-hmm. the metal chairs that squeak when you push them in and out and they the long do. lines for the bathroom. That's way better. Yeah, it is way better. <laughs> now, 
Let's talk about uh, one AJ Ferrari. Fast cars. Fast cars. The man is going to Oklahoma State. We didn't know where he was going. Kind of felt like maybe Oklahoma State, but whenever Penn State's involved, it's kind of like it's probably going to be them, right? But it wasn't in this case. He's going to Oklahoma State. So thoughts on the live stream on uh, our Instagram and the decision for AJ to head to Oklahoma State? I love all of it. First of all, there was like – that was a party. They had – 60, 70, 80 people there. Yeah. So good job to Ferrari family and friends for uh, showing out for their boy. And then wrestling uh, oftentimes cannot get out of its own way and will say, yeah, we'll start at 730 and it starts like 745. Mm-hmm. Not this time. Mr. Ferrari and Bracky was just pointing this out before the show. Not yeah. at the Ferrari house. Bracky was pointing this out before the show. Mr. Ferrari came on at 730. They said a prayer. They knocked it out. Got it done. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a very good stream. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Reading the stream? stream, stream quality. You asked how the stream was. It okay, was punk- I'm punctual. sorry I didn't get specific. <laughs> what was the bandwidth? No, no. The stream quality was good though. Great, a strong <laughs> Wi-Fi at the Ferraris. Not surprising. It was more, yeah. you know, the kid, number one pound for pound wrestler in the country, going to Oklahoma State to wrestle for John Smith. Thought that would be more topical, but yes, glad to know you had great clarity. Yeah, I, I like like Nomad said, it was a party, all the smiles from everybody in the family. They're having fun, and, and you know, wrestling is a tough enough sport as it is, so when you have a fun moment like that that you can share with your family and you want people to see it uh, and, and people are interested and you come up with a, a quick and easy way to do that, to let everybody in on the moment and they get to experience it with you, no. how can you not like it? Let's talk about the wrestler going to the school. Stephen Kyle Brackey, help me out. What do you think? How does he fit at Oklahoma State? I think he fits in great there. Um a lot of Italian Americans, and he can also. <laughs> He's big on Italian Americans. Yes, th- no, like you got. It's like, a big thing. We laugh about it and kind of joke around about it, but it means a lot to him, and is important to him. Um, so, I think no, he's a great fit there. Um, if he wants to get big and go to heavyweight, it's the perfect school for that because of their track record with the cowboy bulk jobs. Yes, if he yeah. wants to wrestle ninety-seven. There's a spot there for him. So. Either way he wants to go, um, he's going to fit into that lineup really well. And uh, Oklahoma State with a heck of a recruiting class in 2020 now. Give us the sitch. Yeah, so they now have number one and two commits in the class in Ferrari and Plot. Okay, helpful. Um, Then you got number 11, Trevor, Master Giovanni, number 20, Jacason Burks, 28, Luke Serber, and number 78, Connor Doucette. Okay. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. Hey, also another thing, just while we're on the Oklahoma State topic, uh, Brevin Balmasita is a 41 on the roster oh for Oklahoma State. Oh, my goodness. This, this, man, this man wanted like a five-pound allowance for 152 at who's number one or something like that. And now he's, uh, he's arrived at Stillwater, and he, the roster says 141. What, so, in this, what are they doing to that man? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he had a little more pudding than, than we realized. Yeah, the slim job. Yeah, they can cowboy. Oklahoma <laughs> State can down. get you in they either direction. Both ways. You can be your best self in the small or large version. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was an interesting note. Willie actually uh, sent me that. Uh, so I don't know if they'll. I mean, you would think G is going to be the forty-one, right? But yeah, I guess a little plan B there at one forty-one. Contingency plans never hurt. Maybe get uh, Brevin down to thirty-three. Staten's <laughs> out. I don't know. Who's to say? Uh, as as Bracky said, the 
so six of the top 78 and you know five in the top 30 right very conceivably they could have almost the entire back half of their lineup we project Cerber as a 74 uh, plot is an 84 Ferrari is 97 and Doucette is heavyweight so they're looking at and, and then the front end of their lineup you got Jacason and Trevor both of whom are wrestling in who's number one this weekend uh, at 25 and 33 in some order so they've they kind of got the end of their lineup I would imagine set from from this recruiting class it's the kind of recruiting class where uh, you obviously build on it. So as they get into the system and, and they are underclassmen and they start figuring out what weight and they have their uh, proven track records, then you can fill in with uh, transfers if they need to. Oklahoma State has brought in junior college guys like Jacoby Smith. Mm-hmm. They brought in transfers. They brought in Dakota Gear, who All-American, Andrew Shammers, who was great depth for them that they needed at the middleweights last year. Um, so once those guys get in there and find their placement, then you can – perfect your your lineup uh so in a a couple few years that's going to be a real salty team i'm also thinking outside of kyle haas and carter young in the class of 2021 two guys who i think are going to end up going there but haven't committed yet i'm not sure what their 2021 class is going to look like and if you know because they're putting so much resources in 2020 if they're gonna gonna have a small 2021 class and then go back big in 2022 again which is a group that's currently sophomores, 2022. Okay. So that's um, the commitment. That's Oklahoma State. What? We didn't talk about um, Clayton Olray committing. Yeah, VT. Uh, Cadet World team member, PA finalist. Um, and that gives Virginia Tech now five in the top 75 in 2020 with number 15, Sammy Hillegas, number 19, Olray. Number 23, Eddie Vantresca. Number 24, Hunter Katka. Number 75, Sam Fisher. So really, all those are the top 25 except for Fisher. Right. So he's four, top 75. Four, four in the top 25. Yeah. And then plus number 75. That's that's an impressive haul from the Hokies. Got to be feeling good if you're a Hokie fan. <laughs> you got to be feeling great about that if you're a Hokie fan. Yeah. Fisher's uh, good upside, too, and in-state, so probably um, didn't cost them a whole lot. So that's, that's a good get for them. But I would say they're... They're probably number two then, right, Bracky? It's I'd say I, Oklahoma yeah. State, Virginia Tech, and then you know it's hard because Penn State's got uh, Robbie and Bo, so they're <coughs> even with just those two guys, they're probably mm-hmm. yeah, still you third. Look, Cornell's going to be up there again with Josh Saunders, Greg D, Cole Hanlevic, Ethan Hatcher, all in the top forty-four mm-hmm. plus Cedeno. What about Wisconsin? Uh, Wisconsin, they will. I mean, they're going to be in. I would imagine in the top ten. Uh, with Medora, Zargo, and Amos. It's only a three-person class though right now. Okay. Twenty two yeah. of the guys that just committed are 2021 mm-hmm. with Hamidi and uh, Kappas. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, that's a good, that's <laughs> a good class right. for them. I think. Yeah, I think you did. And then uh, that only leaves Jesse Vasquez as the really the last big chip. Um, number 10 right now on the big board. Again, we'll see him at who's number one this weekend as well. And then, you know, kind of drops off to number 30, Don Matas, is the next highest available guy. So, and I believe uh, I found last night 83 or 84 of the top 100s committed. So, 2020, all the pieces are just about set. And signing day is 40 days away. 40 days till signing day. November okay. 13th. Any any leads on uh, Jesse Mendez or Vasquez? Vasquez? No. he. I'm, I'm actually really uh, hoping to get to talk to him this weekend about it. 
Uh, he put he's <laughs> he confused a lot of people with his Instagrams because he 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 posted uh, some pictures of him that look like the graphics that kids post when they commit. You However, really. it was just they were just offers, um, and so it's it's Ohio State, Michigan. Who I know he's he's taking a visit to Michigan, uh, Iowa. Obviously, he'll be at Iowa this weekend. Cornell and Arizona State. Okay, breaking news from Iowa City. <laughs> we found our man. Willie Saylor is Uh-oh. here. I'm not sure where he was. Nomad thought there was actual breaking news. I don't know if we're going to see Willie. <laughs> Pull Willie up. We're ready to check in. Willie, how are you? Are you there? Can't hear him. Can't hear Willie. But we're, all, we're all checking. What? This is He's good. on the wrong call. All right, great radio. This is good. This is stuff you work out before it starts, I guess. All right. It's endearing. It shows All right. That well, Willie's. Well, we know he's not dead, so at least we have that breaking news from Iowa City. That may be the extent of Willie on FRL because I don't know what's going on. He says he's on the wrong call. I don't even know what that means, but we can't hear him. And there's no words there. There's no words. <laughs> there's no words there. <laughs> I don't Bill, know what that means. Bill O'Reilly. I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. So we should talk. I have to leave in like 14 minutes. Um, I like to. I'm not on the Bader plan when it comes to airline travel. Oh, you don't like to judge the uh, the time you need to get to the gate by when the gate closes. You like to go when they when the, on the at the date. Or I mean, that time that it says on your ticket. Like when they start boarding, you like to be around in the general vicinity. Yeah, around in the area. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand this game of chicken that Bader likes to play with the planes where. It's it's like how close can I thread this needle where it comes down to me making or missing a stoplight if I I don't there's no there's nothing <laughs> he's just waiting around at the office where he could be waiting around at the at the at lounge the, at, the, at the lounge now there's no difference <laughs> well Delta just opened their lounge in Austin so there's no reason he ever gets to there wasn't a reason for him to get to Austin early yet but yeah otherwise he's a complete maniac. Yeah, he, he told me. Yeah, he wants to like dive through like the closing door of the airplane, <laughs> like as the steward, the the um, you know flight attendants are literally closing it, and he like Indiana Jones style like slides yes. in, like grabs his hair tie, and then gets into the plane <laughs> with a little front roll. Yeah, he comes right. out of it with his carry on bag. Doesn't spill his coffee somehow. <laughs> Our flight today is at three, so I'm expecting him there at about two forty six. Two forty six. Yeah. Four minutes before the doors close. Yeah, <laughs> and like. The thing is with the air, it's a lot of airport talk. You might hate it, but a little fun. travel talk. Yeah, a little travel talk. You know, very relatable um, <laughs> for everybody that travels. Uh, for everyone that travels, fifteen weekends a year or minimum. Yeah, um, I forgot what my relatable thing was as I was saying it. But um, so yeah, let's just move on. All right, fine. Let's talk about who's number one a little bit. Some matches you guys are especially excited for. Um, Nomad, give it to me. What do what are we What are we most excited about? We are most excited about the four-man. Big fan of the four-man bracket format that we've had at Who's Number One and of the, the group of kids that we have here. We're looking forward to uh, Alex Facundo versus Patrick Kennedy. And we're looking forward to Robbie Howard versus Trevor Master Giovanni. Those are probably the three things I'm most juiced about. What's the, who's the biggest underdog, would you say, in, uh, of Ooh, Who's Number One? Biggest underdog... I'm just mm. trying to provide some bulletin board material. <laughs> then when we get to the press conference, I'll say, the wrestling nomad, Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr., says you are the biggest underdog and have no shot. How do you respond? 
I think the I think the biggest underdog on paper is Mr. Sokol mm. against Bo Bartlett. And we did talk about this on Who's Number One the Show, which is archived and up, but Sokol has some nice big uh, uh, match-ending potential. Right. So while he may be an underdog, and Bo Bartlett definitely has uh, the credentials to be the favorite there, uh, he can't let up, he can't take his foot off the gas, because uh, it, that could be a fatal mistake in that match with a guy like Sokol. He might get hip-tossed on his head, which is not fun. <laughs> okay, so just to give you a rundown of Who's Number One, tomorrow... Is the the press conference as always? Also, we added a match randomly. <laughs> yeah, we very did. randomly. Yeah, we did. It's just like we woke up and then it's like, wait, this is this is happening. All right, okay. Oh, yeah. All right, Nick Rodriguez, Pat Downey. All right, I why not? I guess why not? Right. It, they were willing, and uh, our man Joe Kenya was Shout working out the Joe phones. Kenya. Yeah, he was he was hustling. He got right back from uh, a, we got right back from Kazakhstan and went to ADCCs. Uh, and then got back in the office and started working the lines. Yeah, working the phone lines. Um, get his jersey connect with with Nick Rodriguez, who's a gra- this this match is gonna be more popular on uh, on grappling probably than wrestling. And it'll be popular on wrestling. Um, so excited about that. Excited to get to Iowa. Maybe check out a practice or something like that. Um, what match, Spay or Brack here? Are you looking most forward to? Go ahead, Spay. Uh, man, they, we went through this whole list uh, yesterday, like I mentioned, and the thing I like about it is it doesn't doesn't really drop off. Like the it starts off with that four man bracket, and all four of those guys are awesome, and then it goes into Jesse Ibarra, Jacason Burks, and both of those guys are fun. There's going to be a ton of points on the board, and that is like your your third match of a card, and normally mm-hmm. that is not where you put an exciting match of wrestlers of that caliber. But there's so many ones and twos. Uh, you can't go wrong. And then we, Willie, I think this is a smart idea, added Josh Saunders and Anthony Echemendia. Anthony Echemendia graduated high school, but he really only had a, f- a few months of time uh, in America. He's a, a, a Cuban national um, on political asylum and came here, and, and he's going to be headed to Iowa State um, sometime soon. He's got a, a lot of paperwork and stuff to work out. Um, but he's an exciting wrestler. He Fargo was like the only time really he got showcased nationally, so Willie wanted to make sure he got some extra time in the spotlight. And Josh Saunders is going to be at the OPTC, the Olympic and Paralympic Training Center, uh, so he's not going to be in high school his senior year wrestling a regular schedule, so he's not in the rankings. But he's a number one ranked guy before that, or you know, definitely worthy of being included in who's number one. They both want to go 145. They both want to wrestle freestyle. That one is going to be fun, and that's right in the middle. That's match number six. So number three and number six, on a card like this that still ends with um, the winner of the, the four-man bracket and Patrick Kennedy and Alex Facundo. Um, uh, hard to pick, but I like those. Those uh, those are those are interesting to me, and uh, they should be given a little extra t- attention, I think. Okay, round table. Facundo, Kennedy. Who's going to win? Starting with Stephen Kyle. I'll take Facundo. Okay. I will also take Facundo, but um, I think it's going to be tougher than, you know, it's 1-2, but, I mean, it's basically a coin toss. So I'm not uh, I'm not putting a lot of confidence points. Not that I don't have confidence in a guy like Facundo, but uh, it's going to be a brawl. Like, more more press conference bulletin board material. Uh-oh. Andrew Spade does not have confidence in you, Alex Facundo. How do you respond? <sighs> Good okay. thing I'm not going to be there, so I can okay. just... Willie, <laughs> currently, you can't see our display screen. We now... Two willies. We got two willies. <laughs> one completely still, 
One knot. Say something, Willie. We'll see if we can hear you. Facundo and Kennedy. Yeah, we can hear him. Okay. All right. Yay. Willie, Willie not dead and also hearable. Two for two. Willie, right out the gate, who's going to win? Facundo Kennedy. Uh, I'll take Kennedy. Same. Same. Really? I thought you guys were going to rip me for this. Nope. I got him. Home field or future home field advantage. Home at gonna, say home at advantage. Shout home out to Sam Herring. <laughs> is going to come into play. Uh, we talked about this on who's number one. I think uh, f- you know Kennedy shooting so much is kind of going to play into uh, Facundo's game. And I think Facundo has shown himself to be a little bit better on the mat. Uh, and I think hmm? Kennedy's pretty good on top. He is, but Kennedy, is yeah, Alex. Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy wrote me and asked me if uh, there was riding time. And I said, no. And he said, boo. And uh, so, you know, I, I don't know how much I've seen him ride, but he was planning on it or is planning on it. That's that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to see. Because one, one, one of the things that I was saying was, you know, uh, we were talking about the go back and look at Kennedy versus Plot last year at Super 32. Kennedy was playing a lot of catch and release, right? Now, part of that was because he had to catch up to plot, but yeah. I still think right now that it favors Facundo on the mat, and I hope that uh, Kennedy comes out with uh, guns blazing and says, screw all you guys that picked against me. I'm going to show you what a Hawkeye does. Mm. Wow. Hawkeye does more wow. Hawkeye does. But I'm, I'm going Facundo here. Material. However, yeah. to – Space thing about confidence points. I think that would be fun to if we all did that because I think it's eleven or twelve matches, so one through twelve confidence points. See who does the best. Hmm. Sounds like a fun game among friends. <laughs> a fun game for pals. It would be a fun. It'd be game great. Among a pals. Gr- be great pal activity. All right, before I go, I got five minutes, um, and Willie wants to try to convince me to not get a tattoo, but I feel like don't I don't get a to. tattoo. I don't. Uh, I don't understand why it's a thing. All right, let me explain how this happened, and then, because the people may or may not know. So, I'm an idiot. idiot. They They knew that that already. already. Can y'all hear that that echo? echo? Mm -hmm. All right, right. I hope the people people at home can. I'm taking the earpiece out this time while I tell tell the story, because I don't know what the heck's going on. So, at the U.S. Open, talking with Jaden Cox, not a short conversation. We're talking for a while. He said something about tattoos and he's talking about them and it, you know we're talking about I'm like yeah I don't know I'm just like yeah I never never really wanted a tattoo never really got one and he's like uh, I'll make you a deal and I was like oh great <laughs> you already know where this is going and I was like what he's like if you if I win a world title this year do you have to get a tattoo and he kind of like explains to me like tattoos are very mean, mean a lot to Jaden and he explains to me like oh it won't be bad I won't do anything and I'm like Okay, sure, fine. And all the while, completely knowing Jaden's going to win worlds. It's not like I remember. I'm like, I'm like Katie. I think I did something stupid. <laughs> and she's like, well, Wait, what? She's like, Is he's is he going to make the team? I'm like, Yes. <laughs> and she's like, But how good's the world? I'm like, He's going to win worlds. I'm like, It's this is going to happen. So all the while I knew it was a stupid thing and I knew I was going to have to do this. I don't know why I agreed to it. I never got a tattoo, never had any interest in a tattoo, but Jaden mind tricked me. But I was like, you know what? Jaden, we were just talking and it was just a conversation and it was, I was like, he's going to forget. He 100% is going to forget and this this is not going to happen. And I was right. 
I was right. He had forgotten. And then snitching Kyle Brackey or Joe Kenya. It was Joe who remembered. Joe snitching Joe. <laughs> if I were Trump, that would be that would be Joe Kenya's nickname. Snitching Joe Kenya <laughs> snitches on me. Wow. And and he puts it he puts it out there on Twitter. Snitching Joe. So then everyone Ben Askren's retweeting, everyone's retweeting. So then all of a sudden, I'm getting in my car. I'm about to call Willie. And I get a call from Columbia, Missouri. And I don't have the number saved. I'm like, oh boy. And sure enough, it was Jaden. And Jaden admitted he had forgotten until he remembered. He admitted. Oh, he admitted gosh, it. He admitted. And so Snitch and Joe. Snitch and Joe screwed me. So now I have to get a tattoo and we used to, he's like, you know, I'll let you pick where you get it, blah, blah, blah. And you know, we'll kind of agree on what it is. But I had a good idea. I don't know if he'll go for it, but uh maybe maybe a little media pressure here. I don't know. I was like, because if I have to get the stupid thing, you know, maybe it, it could at least be something cool. I was like, what if, Jaden? Michael Tabori Cox. What if your the tattoo was of your Olympic weight, and then that was like <laughs> such a bad idea. Hey, wow. and then that was how that was how and that was how it was released to the world. What Olympic weight you're going? Like you want to feel the bandages? Eh, somewhere here we go. Eighty six. Hey, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it somewhere you really can't see it unless I'm like shirtless. Or you something. just want a number tattooed on you? I don't know. What else? Should I get? I don't want a tattoo at all. What should I get? My name, his name, my yeah, kid's your name. name. <laughs> what's a what's a good tattoo? Should I get thug tattooed on my ankle like uh, Willie? Yes, absolutely. that would be better than a number. <laughs> it no, it would not. The uh, a tattoo uh, that says thug on my ankle would not be better than a number. Because then it'd be great. So okay. I'm like, 86. What does that mean? Or 97? What does that mean? I'm like, oh, let me tell you about Jaden Cox. He's an awesome guy, and I lost a bet because I'm an idiot. Oh well, what do you know about the metric system? First of all, <laughs> <laughs> 86 pounds. What a small person. <laughs> Actually, no, it's kilograms. This man's great. a jockey. <laughs> all right, Willie, say your piece. Uh. How are you going to clown on me for having bad tattoos and then say, yeah, I should get a tattoo? <laughs> don't get tattoos. They're not a good idea. I have, I, I have to have, I don't know, like six, and all of them should have never happened. They're terrible, <laughs> and I want them gone. And so the, the thing is, you are, you don't have zero. So don't start now, and don't start. With Jaden Cox's Olympic weight on body. <laughs> what else should I get? Okay. But if you I, I feel like a total like weenie welcher if I don't say say you this is what you gotta say. I have so you say I am a man of character and I am a man of my word. Jaden, but in that process of that conversation, I just sort of said, Yeah, you know, whatever. Let me make it up to you by I don't know. Community service or a, a <laughs> donation, a donation to your favorite charity or something. But I don't want to take off my shirt for the rest of my life and go to bed and I or go to the beach and I have a, an indelible mark on my body for the rest of my life. You will have an indelible mark on you. I will. I like that you got Jaden mind tricked instead of Jedi mind tricked. Oh, hmm. I did get Jaden mind tricked. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't see a way out of this. 
I, my brother has like I, a, almost an entire landscape right. on his back. If you want uh, I don't to want, go full back, oh yeah, I don't want a landscape. I don't. I want. I want something small. Two two numbers are small. No, I'm right. also going for something little. Should uh, get your face. Why, why don't you get? <laughs> yeah, you should get. Get an eight on here, and then a six here. Eight. Six. I think I you should go with a neck tattoo. If you're gonna go, go. What about a teardrop? Yeah. yeah. I just like. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna totally skew the like for the average year that somebody gets their first tattoo. It's like all clustered in like the teens and yeah, the early twenties, and then there's the thirty That's, something over here. It's my quarter life. Scatter plot. Tell Jaden you don't want to do it because you're just gonna skew the data. Yeah, the data will be totally ruined. The, the average this curve is going to be all off. All right. I have to go get on a flight. I don't know what to do. I got a lot on my mind. I don't know how I'm going to solve this. I don't know how I'm going to get out of it while keeping get the name my integrity of, in. Get the name of one of your seven uh, home cities. Oh, man. Church. Put the 540 on my back. Ooh, yeah. On my heart. Right yeah, there. Maybe. maybe. That's that, a popular idea. I don't know where to get it either. I don't want it on my – I don't want it visible. Right now, you should not be able to see it. Well, back of the shoulder is a popular place, and you're never going to see that. Even, like, with, you need two mirrors. Two mirrors, I think. Okay, I don't know. Two hands. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Just help me out. I gotta go. Let me get on a plane. I think the smaller your back. What well, time you get here, place, bud? Huh? Oh, hey, can well, you pick you me? Here, hey, bud? will you pick me up? I land at 3:30. Can you pick me up, please? Yeah. C yep. CID. Gotcha. Okay. Thanks. I'll text you when I land. But actually, you should be three. Just be there at 3:30, please. 3:32. Okay. I'll see you guys later. Have a good, have a happy, happy Thursday. I'll see you soon. I'll see you uh, when you come back after the yeah, weekend, which will be <clears> Wednesday because I'm going to Virginia after this. Ah, Virginia. Hey, we'll also, enjoy the while, Commonwealth. While we're getting a little planning going, can you uh, be on the show Tuesday? Because I won't be here. Tuesday, yes, I can commit Stays to Tuesday. In. He'll be here. Cool. Any other? Th I love when we plan shows during the I show. I do too. It's Without looking at the calendar, I'm ninety percent sure. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, I wish there's more things we could discuss, but I'm gonna go now. See ya. All right. Keep it moving. Bon voyage. Maybe cut to Kyle while I get up and detach myself from the apparatus. Well, I can't hear Willie, so I'm having to listen to him through the Facebook Live, which is like 15 <laughs> seconds behind you guys, so this is a really great show. I love hey, how much I'm we peel back the <clears throat> You can see all Sorry the that I was late. I was still on – uh, I still had um, – <sighs> <clears throat> My alarm set for East Coast time. So what are you guys doing this weekend? So. Well, <laughs> Willie's talking, so that's awesome. <laughs> There's nothing better than great radio like this. Spay, is this your, uh, this your, your you down here? <laughs> no, that's not my cord. I went, uh, I went on battery power this time. Here's a little, here's a little inside baseball for for you guys. I can't, the I can't cord get any situation, more the cord situation down below here is absolutely atrocious, and Bracky's coming over. Hey, it's uh, KB, hey, uh, or as he's known in some circles, Brad Key. And oh, he and just he threw needs, his hands up in the air. He needs headphones, though. All right, Willie. This is very endearing, yeah. this part right I want to hear about keto life, because every tweet you put out now, you're being that guy and doing hashtag keto. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. You should join a, um, a CrossFit gym as well, and then you can control I'll tell you what, real, real, real talk. Like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't really like research keto. What happened was I was on a plane with an older gentleman from Moscow to New York City, and that's all he did was talk to me about keto before the plane took off until it landed. And uh, so I didn't really research it or anything. I just haven't had pasta or 
I haven't had pasta or potato or bread or in like ten days, and I just eat uh, meat and a lot of like cashews and peanuts and pistachios, and it's I, I feel one hundred percent better. And no beer. I haven't had a beer in ten days. Well, that's uh, commendable. I, really I believe that. It's that's that's fact. I want to know. You tweeted out a picture, Will, and you're you're like, oh, I love this keto uh, breakfast. And there was some like meat and eggs, lots of protein, and then a bowl well, of I, gravy, dude. That thing was like yeah. a bowl of soup. And so you're saying that gravy is keto? Dude, keto is kind of weird. They they encourage you to eat like as much butter and bacon as you can. And gravy? Well, like southern style. I mean, gravy? I figured. Are you just I guessed figured. on the gravy? I figured if you could eat butter, here's the thing: they tell you to eat fat. All right, they tell you to eat fat. Yeah, no, I. That's good, but great. I feel like great is great. This is we're gonna figure this out right now. Is I'm gravy? Over, I'm over this keto talk. How? What? Well, I, I just want to know how well, many they, number it, one of our who's number one athletes are keto, and number two, Willie, to transition away from the keto specifically. Yeah, that's fine. How are you enjoying your time in Iowa City? And give give the people some places they should go. Okay, so that is. That is the import to the conversation, the wrestling import to the keto talk, is probably that I was starving. You know, I got up at 4 a.m., got on a flight at uh, 6 a.m., and I was starving, and I was like, I Googled, uh, the Brands Brothers and the Iowa wrestlers always talk about Bluebird Diner. So I got my rental car, and I was like, Bluebird Diner, that's where I'm going to go. And here I went to the one that's like, eight miles away from the actual original one that they always talk about. So I sort of played myself there. <laughs> but uh, it was still good food. And then I tweeted that I was there, and then a bunch of Iowa wrestlers were like, yeah, this other restaurant's better. Did you go hang so, out with Coach Brands yesterday like you tweeted? Yeah. Yep. Uh, although I sort of kind of messed up because um, – uh, I got there. I was, I was texting with Tom Brands because you know I text with Tom Brands and stuff. Yeah, no but, Sick, dude. Um, yeah, but he's like, "Yeah, come over." And I was like, under the impression that I was going to go and sit in the offices and just chew the fat with Tom Brands and more on Terry Brands and Morningstar and the whole staff. And I got there and there was guys rolling around, so like they were all in the room, so. Um, they can't have official practices yet, but they can have like optional stuff. They can't. It's a, this is the, this blow your mind is like, because <laughs> I, I called Christian afterwards. I'm like, yeah, there were some guys rolling around in the room. He's uh, like, what? It's not official practice. And I was like, no, dude. I was like, it, I didn't. It didn't dawn on me either that it, the official practices aren't for a couple weeks. And Christian was like, oh yeah, that's right. The date is a couple weeks from now. And it's sort of late to have official practices when they have competitions in like a month. There are a lot of schools I noticed looking at the schedules because I've been knee deep in schedules lately. But uh, a lot of teams aren't really having their first competition until like the twelfth or the seventeenth, even. So they're they're actually yeah. postponing some big competitions until the like second or even third week. The first day is normally October tenth. Is that what it is again this year, Bracky? That's mm-hmm. what I'm looking. That's what it was last year. I'm looking. But yeah, that so that puts your first competition date three weeks later. 
Yeah. Because November 1st yeah. is, is the start of competition season. Yeah. That's absurd. October 10th again. It's almost like they expect these D1 athletes to be uh, prepare themselves. They just encourages cheating. Oh, to practice on your own. Yeah, I don't really see the harm in extra practices. Well, you it should have, be like you September have a whole, 15th. You have a whole preseason. These guys are in shape and ready to go. Right. No, I know, but I, I, I bet every team probably has stuff beyond. I don't know. Yeah, it just seems silly to have to have official practice start three weeks before competition. Right, and if like they're worried about the season being too to long six. and burnout and all that, it's like it's in the coach's interest not to burn their kids out anyway. So right. they would know better than yeah. the NCA to make a one size fits all. It's rule. just weird though, like. One month to have official practices? Yeah. Sure. Well, since you weren't on who's number one on the show yesterday, do you want to make your picks? Or are you gonna are you gonna hide? I don't think that yeah, I don't think that my picks are gonna be revelatory or like um I, I don't think they're gonna be shocking. And here's the thing. <clears throat> I'm reluctant to make my picks because I don't have confidence in like any of them. Like, I think they're so razor close, and for me to make a pick would just be, like, making picks for the sake of making picks. Yeah, um, and you're running the press conference. I, yeah, yeah, that's that would be awkward. Do you know what your record was for the very first who's number one? No. I went back and looked it up. <laughs> Got receipts. You, you, look, you looked up my picks from who, the first who's number one? I love one of my favorite things is going back and looking at old content for ideas and to see how we're how we're doing. Anyway, it's true, he does it all the time. Seven and four, you went at the initial. Who's number one? One year I did really good. Actually, a year or two ago, me and you cleaned we were, up. We were both nine and two. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, we went through and uh, talked about some of the matches we were most excited about. Um, mm-hmm. I'm. I mentioned how uh, Jesse Ibarra and Jacasa Burks for a number three match is pretty rad, and then getting Saunders yeah. and Echemendia a showcase that they wouldn't have had otherwise was also pretty cool, and have that be just the sixth match yeah. in the killer card. Anybody else we should uh, that you you think get a little spotlight on? Obviously, Kennedy Facundo is uh, is is the is the marquee co main event along with the the four man bracket. Kennedy Facundo is the one. I mean. That's the that's the best one, but the one that I think's flying under the radar is the second match, Van Ness and Serrano. Uh, now, now Van Ness doesn't have the freestyle results that these guys have, but that could be that could be fifteen thirteen because Serrano doesn't stop attacking, <laughs> and Van Ness scores a lot on a lot of leg attacks. I mean, his match with Bartlett, what, I mean, what was it? It was like 35, 40 points um, in the national prep final. And so I think that match could be fire. Yeah, it's a great way to lead and off I think, with these two. I think, Ser- yeah, I think Serrano in general is like underappreciated. I don't know, maybe because he's from Colorado. I don't know. I don't know why because, I mean, you know, so now he wrestles everywhere. He wrestles at Flow National. He wrestles at Akron. He wrestles. He's been in the Fargo Finals three times. I just don't feel like he, you know. There's some. There's some guys like that. <clears throat> there's some guys like you could have an equal. You could be a three-time Fargo finalist from here, and he gets all the pub. And you could be a three-time Fargo Fargo finalist from here, and and he's he just doesn't doesn't resonate as much. I thought 
that was one of the reasons why I really liked Rocky Elam in this on this card. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's been well circulated, but uh, Dustin Plot is hurt. I tried to get Rocky Elam another match um, against Seth Shoemate at 195 because they're going to be the one and two guys at 195, but Shoemate couldn't make it. Um, but that's why I really wanted to have Elam on the card. I was excited to have Elam on the card because I like the guys that are just about as good as anybody in the country, but they don't get the love. And I don't think the fans know how good he, they are. Um, and that was the case with Rocky and things just didn't work out, but I like guys like that. I think Serrano's a guy like that. I'm surprised no one's mentioned uh, Gallagher and O'Toole because the battle um, for the Blarney Stone. I'm really excited for that one because both guys are super offensive. And then obviously Keegan O'Toole is really funky, and I'm excited to see how Gallagher kind of handles and adapts to that because you know Gallagher's going to get in, and mm-hmm. it's just like can O'Toole, well O'Toole just automatically turn it into his points, or can Gallagher scramble with him? And, and, and it's freestyle. Yeah. So those scrambles are going to be wild. Yeah. Were you guys surprised? Were you guys surprised that Patty, as the number one guy, chose freestyle? Because I, I was. I'm a little surprised. Yeah. No. Because I think, I, I think a tool is more dangerous in folk style. That's true. You know, the far ankle scrambles would just go on for days. Yeah. I, I think he, yeah. I think he can do more things, uh, in folk style than he can in freestyle uh hey while we got a a lull i think we should uh, also mention uh a lot of people question and uh rightly so they're asking where are the girls or women's matches we've had them in the past and willie i know you tried uh to set those up and there was just extenuating circumstances couldn't get it done this year so not that we did not want them we absolutely did and you went through a lot of lengths to try to get one but um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add to that, but I think it's worth mentioning here while we're talking about this card. Try to get what? I'm sorry. Girl, girls, girls matches. Match. Oh, yeah. One. Girls matches. Yeah, I mean, I had my heart set on Kennedy Blades and, and Mitty Laura. And uh, Kennedy Kennedy got hurt at the World Championships. And I just – I didn't want to ask her I – didn't, I didn't want to ask – a, you know, a 15, 16 year old athlete, what, you know, whether they're male or female after they got hurt at the world championships, after they got their heart broke at the world championships, I didn't want to put them in a position that they felt pressured. Uh, you know, <clears throat> Flo asked me to be on this card. I should probably do it because it's who's number one and it's flow wrestling and I should do it. Uh, I didn't want to put that pressure on her. I didn't think it was, would be fair. And I mean, it was hard. It was like, if I don't ask her, does she feel slighted? If I do ask her and she's not ready, does she feel pressured? And so I just went hands off with it. Uh, I really wanted to have her involved. Uh, awesome, awesome talent, awesome young lady that represents the sport well. Um, and, you know, both talent and character. And uh, so it's sort of a bummer that we didn't, but. That's what I opted to do. The The whole landscape this year for it just didn't fall into place between Kennedy's injury and then she she ended up being okay because pretty much all of the girls who we would have asked were just in Russia and may still be in Russia. I think they're doing a camp. So they, a lot of them couldn't have even gone. Yeah. And then some of the ones that 
kind of emerged in previous years. You know, uh, Alexis Cepeda, she dominates Fargo, and then kind of we don't see her this summer. And then Mia Palumbo well, dominates Fargo. We don't, you know, sh- she's hurt too. So between injuries and, and the Russia trip and then Super 32s right after with a lot of those girls doing that, it's just the, the competition schedule and injuries just didn't really fall into place. Well, okay, I guess I should elaborate too and make this point clear is that Kennedy's injury wasn't a knee, wasn't an ankle, wasn't a shoulder. Like she got a concussion mm-hmm. and it looked not good. And I ain't going to mess around. I ain't going to mess around and put any pressure to, for somebody to return from a concussion. You know, if it was like a rolled ankle, I'd say, yeah, hey, Kennedy, if your ankle is ready, will, you know, would you wrestle? I'm not going to say, hey, come back from a concussion early so that you can wrestle in this event. Um, <clears throat> and then, I mean, there was another one. The one I would really, I really wanted to put together, but the weight differences just make it, it, it was Sage Mortimer and um, Sterling Diaz. D, Diaz, yeah. And that's what I think would be really fun, like high, exciting, high score, high pace. Yeah, Diaz um, was great. They, at, uh, just, Far- well, they both were great at Fargo. I mean, they were just too far apart in weights. It's like it looks like they're about the same weight, but they're—I mean, there's a significant size difference, and so. Yeah, and again, Diaz is one of those ones that's over in Russia right now, so it just yeah. just didn't work out. Yeah, tough timing. Um, Willie, anything else you want to uh, mention about who's number one on the? Uh, we're we're approaching the eve. This is the uh, pre-eve of the event. Anything to get people no, uh, uh, anything they should know. The super matches going on and all that other stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped for the super match. It's going to be different. There's been a lot of uh, been a lot of. It was last minute. Joe Kenya sort of he was a mastermind behind it. Um, and at first, I was like, I don't know, is this going to be a distraction to the to the main card? But um, you know, we ran more stuff on Flow Wrestling about 80 CCs than we ever did, and I mean, there was there was definitely some people that were like, "Okay, enough of the grap and wrestling," um, but there was way more people that were like, "This is pretty cool. This is a pretty cool thing," and so, you know, um, this guy that trains at NJRTC often that are buddies with these guys, um, he went ham. He's like sort of a rookie, and he made the finals of 80 CCs, which is only every other other year. It's only two, every two years, and it's by far the most prestigious tournament in the world. He makes the finals out of nowhere, and so you know, let's keep that momentum rolling. If he's uh, if he's down to compete, and um, you know, who knows? He's an emerging star. He just became a Mega star last week, uh, put him on the card. Yeah, I'm down with it. Yeah, him and uh, and and Pat Downey. I don't think even if people are not jazzed for that, you know, it doesn't really excite them that much. If that's the case, I think they're still going to enjoy the product on the mat. I don't think either of those guys are going to hold back. And it's uh, freestyle rules with no parterre, no mat wrestling. So they're just going to be throwing and and going nuts. Can, Willie, can you talk about like the challenges that go into putting together a pro match? Because it's something that we try to do. <laughs> Every single year yeah. <laughs> for who's yeah. number one, and a lot of times Flow Nationals too, and mm-hmm. guys talk about wanting to wrestle and make money and all this stuff, but at the end of the day, how much do they really want to? Yeah. Um, 
Because it's something that we see, like, why couldn't you do this? Why couldn't you do that on social media? But Mm -hmm. you have to get guys to agree to it. And I I don't think people understand the challenges that go into it. I mean, we had a pro match three out of the six years. We had we had one the first year. We had one the second year. And then when the when year three came, and it was such a hassle, like. Everybody says, oh, our our senior-level athletes need to be paid more, including myself. But then we offer to pay senior-level athletes to wrestle, and it's hard to get them to agree on stuff. And so year three, that was the case. I'm like, what's the compelling matchup? What's the compelling matchup that would would work, that people would be interested in? You know, it's oftentimes – one of the one of the most the most compelling matchups we had already seen because you've seen it at the open, you've seen it at the trials, you've seen it here and there, um, you've seen it in college, and so in year three, three we were really struggling to find a match that was worthwhile that people wanted to see that pe- that the wrestlers themselves would a- actually agree upon, and so I said, you know, I said I remember making a tweet and saying. We don't need a pro match. The The high school card is awesome enough as a standalone event. And um, if you're real high school wrestling fans, if you're real recruiting wrestling fans, um, you'll appreciate the card for just what it is, a high school number one versus number two. And some of the pro-level guys, including my man Tony Ramos, took massive offense to that. He was like, oh, you're saying you don't need the senior-level guys? And I, I don't know if we need them. I, number one and number two, everybody made it difficult. I mean, um, we tried. We yeah. tried really hard to put a match together, and things just don't work out. Whether right. it's because they're injured, or it messes with their training cycle, or you know what? Um, I'll just say this: we tried to get Spencer Lee uh, a match, and it was even. Um, even the Iowa staffs, even the Iowa staff was on board with they, they brought it up. They wanted Spencer to have a match, um, and so I had a couple foreigners. I mean, I had contracts made up for a couple guys, and at the eleventh hour, it was like I was like, we don't know about you know the compliance thing. We don't know if we can get it through compliance, even to this extent that they. Uh, compliance originally said, no, it doesn't look like he's been eligible. He'll be eligible to wrestle in a, an event like this. And Tom and Terry Brands were even, I think Terry was like, uh, well, no, this is, let's, let's see if we can figure this out. And they called USA Wrestling. They got USA Wrestling involved. USA Wrestling talked to Iowa Compliance. And um, at the end of the day, it was fuzzy. Obviously, you're not going to risk a college athletes, especially Spencer Lee's, you're not going to mess with his eligibility, you know, because it's very much different that he's in college, which to me, it's like, it's stupid. It's like, okay, they can go, they can go to the Bill Farrell, but they can't wrestle a freestyle match in your home gym. I mean, it's stupid Um, because NCAA bylaws are often sort of silly, but yeah, good intentions. You know, and then we look for alternatives. Okay, let's get Let's get Thomas Gilman. Thomas Gilman's amazing, right? He's a world medalist. Let's get him to do it. Thomas is going. Thomas is currently in Osetia. Osetia. 
So uh, there's all kinds of just problems, right? It's it's not as easy. It's not as cut and dry. And I certainly don't want to have. I don't want to have a, a match that nobody cares about. Yeah, yeah the math uh, just is a lot one, harder right? than people realize of getting all the pieces of the puzzle together. It's not as simple as, all right, well, let's just get these guys or oh, they're willing to wrestle. So there's accommodations, there's travel. You have to plan it way ahead of time. We have, I mean, we're printing a, a fight card. All these things go into it. And uh, it's not a, it's not a spur of the moment thing that you can just invite more guys. Although we did kind of just get a last minute <laughs> a super match. Uh, they were down to do it. Yeah, they, they were. They were down to make all the concessions. And look how much and look how much they're hyping it up just on their own. They did their own promo stuff yeah. in Jersey and then sent it out and started tweeting. And no and one would about accuse it. Nikki Rodriguez and Pat Downey of being bashful. <laughs> no, no, they they want their their face and everything out there as much as possible. But that's fun. Should I think we, it'll be uh, fun. Yeah, let's let's knock out some questions some from friends. Hey, before we Jeez go there, while he's not here to defend himself, I'd like to bring up the fact that Christian threw Kenya under the bus while he wasn't here to defend himself about snitching. But that's his own fault. We all would have retweeted it. It wasn't 100%. just <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the one that tweeted that I made a bad decision. CP yeah. did about having about I need to get a tattoo now. Uh, that's on him for agreeing to the tattoo or yeah. agree to the tattoo. Switched. But don't tweet about it. Then yeah. never want to come. You could agree with Jaden. Jaden would have forgot. Every, he would have had a good story to tell whenever he wanted to tell it. Just don't put it on Twitter forever. Um, so he snitched on himself. I, he the original by, tweet yeah by tweeting he, he kind of did snitch on himself. He didn't have to tweet that Jade and him had that conversation. <laughs> oh, no, because he even said, ah, Jane's going to forget about it. Well, not if you put it on Twitter. Then I, everybody I, has to I, forget I, about I, it. I don't want him to get a tattoo. I, listen, <laughs> I, I, I do. I would love for him to experience um, some sort of pain and, and <laughs> some sort of punished? malady. I want him punished. Like both, like both in the act of getting the tattoo itself because that's that'll be a little bit painful, and also I want him to experience years of years and years of regret. Um, <laughs> <laughs> however, as a friend, I am I'm going to advise against it strenuously. It's stupid. He shouldn't do it. What are you guys' opinions? Do you think he should get it? Do you think he should? Absolutely, Kyle, he should get say. it. You're, honor your word, right, Kyle? Yes, and I have. We have been on this show before, and we have heard him scream at the wrestling nomad for welching on bets. And yes, we have. He cannot. There's no going back. He has to do this. It do it can it. be something very small. It can be where no one will ever see. That's fine, but he has to do it. Man, I think she get Roy Orbison. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there, Willie. I'm kind of with. I'm, I'm leaning to your side, and I think that there's a way around oh, this where he on. still honors his word. No, there's, but there's no not a permanent, a indelible mark on his physical corpus. Y'all are weak. okay. I, I want to. Maybe he wears a bulletproof vest, and somebody fires a bullet at him, and just makes. Him <laughs> wow, that was. <laughs> that's not even in the same ballpark here. Well, listen. It's not. It will it's not, not be a lifelong left. thing. <laughs> All right, so Willie well, wants to shoot CP with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so you you were concerned about what? You're concerned. <laughs> you're concerned about. You're concerned about Katie if she knows about his tattoo or anything like that. And now you want to shoot him with a gun. <laughs> what do we do if he doesn't get a tattoo? Well, here's yeah, an idea: we, we shoot him, gun out, and shoot him. <laughs> It'll just be extremely painful. 
<laughs> There's other, well, how about, an, in, how about a, uh, an arm burn, or how about we give him a, uh, a wedgie or something? You're talking about that, shooting him with a gun? That's the trade-off. That's the trade-off. <laughs> Like All right. You either get ink on your body, you know, you know what? I'm actually or I okay you. with that. <laughs> all right, we'll I bring it up. Them. I told See? them, listen, because all this happened like not publicly. I was on the plane yesterday and I was texting them. I'm like, dude, you got to, we got to find a way out of this. You got to, I'm like, you're going to get like 86 tattooed on your shoulder and then your wife's going to think of Jaden every time you have your shirt off. That's not good for you. <laughs> I mean, maybe if she knows. Put, yeah, or or you could get shot with a gun. All right, those are your <laughs> options. So we'll let CP and Jaden work that one out from there. Uh, I'm glad I don't have to make that choice. Too bad there's a. Uh, too bad there's not a 69 kilo weight class. Oh, that'd be but, fun. No. But, yeah, but there is, isn't there? Or there was. There used to be. There used to be, but yeah. yeah. Too bad. And Jane can't make yeah. 69. So no, he can't. That would be pretty nice though. <clears throat> All right, you want to go? Guys, want to go to questions, Fred? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul Jacobson at K Brecky of all the at Flow Wrestling staff, who will you be least likely to let babysit your child? Wow, um, I'm gonna have to say Nomad. Hmm. I don't know the experience you've had with kids. Everyone else, I'm great with kids. Newborns, babies. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like you'll just like fall asleep or have a tender date or something yeah we play we don't play toss the scissor with babies we play toss the baby with babies <laughs> all right so uh, a ringing uh, now now you've really like set the bar of you want baby tossing level of care for your child yeah, yeah. or you you'll just you'll moment. try to play like 22 shotgun tag with it or something oh that's right you do you you, you are we familiar did, with when the we game. Were in Kazakhstan, when we were in kazakhstan you had to have a buzzer you had a thing to buzz the door to get into our building because we got an Airbnb. And so me and Nomad were waiting for Bader to come back from oh somewhere God, so we get happened. into the building with his buzzer thing. And there was, there was this Kazakh gentleman with a newborn baby in his arms like this, right? And his wife, and then there was also like a three-year-old baby that was chasing him around. And the wife was trying to chase him, and they were playing tag, but the adult with the baby in his arms was trying to avoid being tagged by running around the courtyard like Bo freaking Jackson, and the baby's head. <laughs> that for, happened. For 20 minutes, is bouncing, and I'm like, this is going to be bad. This is, that, baby's, that baby's not going to do well in school. Yeah. <laughs> Nomad, Nomad wanted to call authorities. He was upset I was, about. Yeah, I was very. You wouldn't call Kazakh CPS. Yeah, I was very concerned. Yeah, they would. They would listen to you. They'd be like, "Oh, okay, these guys uh, worried about the health of one of our uh, locals here." All right. Well. All right. So moving on. Adam <laughs> Rush. Gino has the rush. Rush. Yeah. Gino has the ability to sweep the quad next year if he wins. What are his chances to do it? And who was the last person to successfully sweep a quad? Oof. Uh, Nomad's got the cheat I'm, sheet up. I'm saying 50-50 because Taha. he split with Taha last year and or this year. And I still think Taha's better, but he, I don't know, melts down against Why? him. Is that, one of the, is that one of the weirder things in sports? Is that one of the weirder things in wrestling? Yeah, that Taha can win I, like, I, in Euros but not at the Worlds. 
killing well, it. Well, no, here. not that not that um, Taha doesn't win sometimes, but like I had to check myself. This like the overwhelming majority of wrestling fans in the world, I believe, think that no matter how many times Patrius really wins, uh, uh, Aguilar's the better guy. It's like, um, yeah, Geno beat him here. Yeah, Geno beat him here. And Geno beat him here. Geno beat him here. But we all know Aguilar's better. Why do we all think that? It's yeah. like not. That's not true. Also, also, Ekul is a little bit older, so it's like he got the best of Geno like a couple years in a row while Geno was still very young. Um, which one of them? Which one of them? I was talking to Mark Perry about this yesterday at practice. We couldn't remember the year that Kuhn was double bronze at juniors. One of them popped. One of them no, won it, but it was popped. the year before, and it was Geno. It was 2013. Again, okay. So, Amar is technically 2013 junior world champ at heavyweight. All right. Cheers to Oregon State and our friends up north. Anyway, the last guy to win four in a row, Tiger Slam style, Gutsalov, he went 04 to 07. Last guy to actually sweep a quad, like, starting... Vods? Was Vods? Vods. Vods, I have? No. Valentin Dradanov. Okay. 93-96. Wow. Besic should have done it. He was unable uh, to. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. And then, uh, if we're going Greco, Artur Alexanian was on pace two and then to get a Tiger Slam. And then uh, he did get a Tiger Slam. He went fourteen seventeen. Well, he was on pace to get a Tiger Slam plus one. Yeah. And then, uh, and then injured out, wasn't himself in uh, Budapest. Ichu and Yoshida also have won. It was the, not uh, Nomad. It was not thirteen. It was, it was the year. Was double bronze. It's not. Does it okay. Tell you WW. That's not. Him. I was there. Number one. Number two. That it says that in the database. So. All right. So while Nomad looks that up, Alex Caldwell, how doesn't how does Bracky feel about Joey Gunther being on Illinois schedule preview? Well, I think they're trolling me, Alex. Um, I tweeted a couple angry emojis, and uh, my best friend Joey Gunther responded. With a smiley face and a heart. Yeah, because you guys are real friends in real life. People don't realize this, that you guys have a strong I think bond. this is the beginning of one of the best rivalries in sports. <laughs> um, it's going to be a lot of fun this year. I'm sure he'll get some wins early that make him look like he is uh, some dynamo offensive wrestler. And then uh, it will swing back around. And I don't know. It's going to be a good... I'm good, all in good favor. battle this year. I'm all in favor <clears throat> of us uh, motivating athletes. One time, uh, Spay motivated Corey Clark to win NCAA's by yeah, picking him I take seventh. A, I take a small piece of that. And maybe uh, this year for that championship. Maybe this year, Bracky will motivate Joey Gunther. He'll average twelve points a match. Yeah. <laughs> or if he doesn't, I say win however you can. I mean, just win in advance. And if Bracky gets steamed about it, then uh, I'd rather if I'm Joey Gunther, I'd rather take the win. It's no kind of yeah. It's yeah. actually kind of better. Yeah. If Joey Gunther in. goes in NCAA's like twenty-two and three. He's like a four seed, but he wins every match by one or two. Yeah, and they're like one-zero matches. Yeah, I'll then, lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the motivation. <laughs> now you got to do it, Joey. Meltdown. Joey, make it happen. <laughs> uh, okay, I need to look I'm at their in. schedule to see if. That's a real possibility because now I'm scared. Uh, James Finley, what surprise AAs or blood round guys do you think will be most likely to duplicate their success at Nationals a la Chip Ness? Chio, 
Who will show that their sneaker <laughs> still fits? I like that. Good, good callback to last episode, James. Yep. Um, I guess I need to look at the brackets, huh? Well, is he asking, so who's going to AA that? So who su surprised us last year at NCAAs, went on maybe a run, upset some dudes that can do it again or just show that they're that guy now? I like um, – I think uh, – Oh, go ahead, Will. Well, I think, like, I didn't pick Kyle Shoup to AA uh, That's a good in those one. crystal ball rankings, but I do think he sure as heck can. Shoup, there it is. Thought you knew. I like that. That's a good pick. Yeah, uh, I like, I like Lockhaven guys to perform well uh, the last few NCAA tournaments in a row uh, as evidenced by their fans, which keep getting a larger and larger allotment of tickets because they keep getting guys in the uh, on the podium. That's great. Well, um, what makes Shoot so dangerous is he's so good on top. He can just change a match. Yes. Like, yep. In the, like yeah. I. It's only the one I would say maybe, and he was kind of – it kind of shifted because, oh. like in in high school, he was high on the big board, but then the results didn't come right away. Is uh, stencil the tracer? Stencil's got a lot of <laughs> weird. Damn it, a That's lot of weird results. <laughs> Never heard you say that. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's, Maybe I say oh it under my, my breath God. too much, but that's my fave. Hey guys, stay woke on this. Staying woke. Stay woke. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. Say it. What's Stay woke on Malik Heinzelman, 25, Jordan Decatur, 33, Luke Pletcher, 41, Keyshawn Hayes, 49, Sammy Sasso, 57. Hmm. That seems high for Sasso. It doesn't strike me as a 57, but the rest of them kind of make sense. He's big. Sammy's big. Okay. I was watching that. Uh, I'm happy for it. The block party last night of the Who's Number One matches, Sammy looked so small. He in did his match with Artelona. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm Sammy at. Sammy was Sammy was small at the time. Uh, if you would have told me 57 um, a year ago, I would have said you're crazy. But at the U.S. Open, when he had to make 70 uh, kilograms, um, which is 154, he was cutting to do it. Yeah. How about Josh Hoke? He was a 16 seed last year. I didn't realize he was that high. I think he's a guy, depending on his draw, that can be top three. Yeah. NCAAs. Well, and to Willie's point, if he, the football thing is big, like just not getting a right a you, true wrestling he, preseason. Yeah, and he misses the first half of the season, which is a good chance to get wins. Right. Uh, yeah, you know so that, it affects his team too, right? Yeah. Right. It definitely will. He's probably not going to wrestle until. Jan depending on how I mean they're gonna make a bowl game, but um maybe January second, depending on how late their bowl game is. I would guess probably Virginia duels January tenth and eleventh will be the first thing for him. So that hurts too, but I don't know. I th I think he's a that's who him placing fifth is who he is, not a right, sixteen not seed. Yeah. What about your guy, um, Devin Skatska, came on strong uh, at Big Ten, wrestled I, like a maniac, was yes. a nine seed. I loved uh, him. Finished eighth, but maybe maybe he's going to get back on that podium. Um, a guy that didn't make the podium that I like, especially at 97, Thomas Lane uh, for Cal Poly, uh, he came real close, was blood round. And, Did uh, he beat Warner? He beat, he beat Warner. Warner. And but he then was Warner like, came back and placed. Yeah, and he was like a really low seed. What was he? He was twenty one seed, and I don't think he's twenty one seed talent. He, I remember him being really well, doing really well 
at the CKLV, mm-hmm. or at least wrestling really well. And then I don't think he had I, – I didn't hear anything about injuries or anything. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't wrestle that well. But he came in 21 in the seeds, which is pretty low, had blood round and looked every much the blood round guy. So Well, if you have, you know, Pac-12, right, if you if you take a loss there, it can kind of hurt you because once they get into their dual schedule – the chance for good wins is limited and the chance right. for bad losses is increased. So that that would uh, kind of seem to hurt him. This is a good question, though. Oh, Also, with the, the Tom Lane beating Jacob Warner thing, it reminds me about what we were talking about the last show um, and how we were talking about Willie's crystal ball predictions, right, and how Penn State's way ahead right now. 197 is so key for this team race between how Connell – well, we'll do, and if it's not Connell, how Michael Beard will do, and then can Jacob Warner go from you know seventh and kind of taking some losses to, as Willie said, a finalist type guy. Yeah. And then if you think Beard is in for Connell, right? If he's there starting ninety seven, I mean Jacob Warner put it on him. Now this was a few years ago. I think it was twenty sixteen Akron finals, but that was all Warner. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna see Colin Moore and Pat Brucky be consistent, and then. Everything else is completely up in the air, Just like mess, track yeah. record, track records or records. Nobody knows <laughs> yeah. what's going to happen in that weight class except for those two guys. But if either of them don't make the finals for whatever reason, that's also not a shocker because people come from out of nowhere in that weight class. It's interesting. All right. Can, uh, Brian Walters, considering what we just saw in the last two weeks of commits for at Chris Bona, what's the hottest stretch of commitments to a program you can remember outside of this Badger wrestling hot streak? Oklahoma State last year got Plot, Doucette, Mastro within about two weeks of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. That. Some well, mo- I guess Iowa got. Yeah, Iowa went on a tear there last year. Uh, did Iowa get like Lugo, Cassiope, and somebody else all at one time? Like maybe Kennedy, all within a short period of each other. You remember that, Will? That was 2017. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure they had a cluster. Wow, Will, that, you're looking real godfathery there. Did you just yeah, change, yeah, close you, the you blinds or something? It's fully dark in there. you got it's a floating, like, uh, floating head. My, my computer keeps changing like it's brightness. Um, it's rad. Keep it up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody that's going to have some sort of – I mean, Wisconsin just did. Um, and I don't think that there's going to be anybody, any one team that starts all of a sudden getting a bunch of guys. Although, oh, do you remember? What you could think. Go ahead, Willie. Sorry. Um, I was just going to say what you can think is okay. So Oklahoma State just got all these guys. Wisconsin just got all these guys. Penn State has two or three, and that's like normally what they do. They bring in small, good classes. Um, Iowa already has a couple guys. Yeah, I think you could see Iowa reel a few in soon. Um, and you have to look at and say, this is kind of weird. Ohio State has no one for this year. So um, whether it's 2020 guys or 2021 guys, um, you have to think Ohio State starts getting someone. Bracky pulled up a good uh, stretch. From a uh, yeah. Big 12 school. Um, shoot, I left it. In 2016, 
uh, Verclearen and Jake Aller committed to Iowa State like on the same day, and then like a day oh, yeah. later, Anthony Mantonona committed there too, and then none of them went there. And I, and, and <laughs> right around the same right around the same time, I think Ethan Smith did. Oh yes, mm. you're right. And then he and then he also didn't go there. He flipped to Ohio State. That is incredible. That's some good flippage. Well, to to your point about Ohio State, I was going through the guys uh, who were on the card. Uh, Ohio State's in on a lot of them: Vasquez, Gallagher, yeah. Mendez, Sokol, Voinovich are all, uh, and Travis yeah. Master Ohio all have State, Ohio State in play. Ohio State and Iowa have a lot of overlap in the kids that they're targeting, mm-hmm. mostly because they're the best kids in the country. Um, <laughs> But a lot of a lot of those, a lot of the top uncommitted guys are have Iowa and and um, and Ohio State on their short list. But uh, like Nebraska, Nebraska has a bunch already. Um, low key, um, Old Dominion has a lot of guys. UNI has a lot of commitments already. Um, so you know, I'm throwing out, I'm throwing out schools that um, North Carolina has a lot of. Watch for North Carolina to get um, get some guys, particularly Georgia guys. Yeah, they're heavy on um, uh, Georgia right now. Yeah, so a lot of good Georgians coming up through the ranks too. I, dude, it's it's been insane, right? The past yeah, like week with the Atlanta, with the amount of kids. Atlanta, nonstop. Atlanta suburbs are turning into a serious place to go. Is it a mandate that NC State brings in like thirty-five kids every class? Yes, good. Vol- they're good. high great. volume. High volume. I, I don't understand how it works, but good for them. I don't understand. They got a good I don't pitch. understand how they <laughs> afford it. That's what I'm saying. They bring in a, they bring in a lot of guys and a lot of guys that you would think demand a good, decent scholarship offer, and so. But and then um, they've had guys. I think they they bring in a ton and then they kind of let it work itself out. Bryce Meredith ended up going somewhere else. Uh, Scott Del Vecchio is another all American that went back to records and Sammy Alvarez just did the same thing. Not that like that should be what they're known for, but that's kind of what happens when you bring in massive classes like that. I mean, Oklahoma state gets tons of transfers too. That's just the nature of yeah big recruiting classes. All right, you guys ready to move on? What else we got? Huh? Mason Bressel. With the new flow color scheme scrolling through the site is way more obvious in class. Any tips for hiding it before my professor catches on? <laughs> Hashtag FRL Good help. question. Good question, Mason. Keep the brightness really low. Yeah, night mode. Yeah, you got to go slow. You gotta well, go super. Our, what does he mean? Like, uh, oh, just like. He's saying through. right is red. The new red is far brighter. Right, but I, but he's scrolling through uh, social media, not the actual. I think he means the site. I think he means the site. the site. But we don't have a night he, mode. He literally said site. scrolling through the site. No, no I, you just keep the brightness on the night mode on the down. site. Yeah, on the, like on your. All computer, right. Well, Twitter famously your, has two different modes: one phone. night and one day. And I assume. Yeah, you think he we means can scrolling also get like a computer? filter. Well, he says scrolling he through the site. through the site. You can scroll through the site on your phone. What, is that right. such a weird thing to assume? Well, I mean, if you, okay, you can on your phone too, but just keep the brightness down on there. Dude. Yes, right. Just keep the advice the is the same. Brightness I, down I as know. low as possible. I think Nomad thought you meant social media. You guys, I, I kind of did. Well, okay. Well, when he said night mode, that's what I. That's when I got confused. Sorry, guys. I meant Listen. like informal. Night. 
Like, and yes, then, Twitter has Nightmo, but I'm talking like, And yeah, then keep, every now and then up. look up, nod your head, make eye contact with her right. yeah. or him. Or my uh, tried and true <laughs> technique, which has worked many times, is you draw eyeballs on your eyelids, <laughs> color it in, like get the white out or whatever, and the little pupils, and then you can just take a little nap while the teacher thinks you're wide awake. <laughs> Give it a shot. Let me know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bracky's Eagle statue. If worlds were an open tournament, nations could send more than one rep out of 40. How many medals would Russia win? Mm, another good question. Well, I think this is a spade question because you just did the heat map. Yeah, if you look at uh, www.flowwrestling.org, uh, one of the first things you'll see, um, besides the FRL banner, is a thing on uh, heat maps for the 2019 Men's Freestyle World Championships. And because of transfer rules uh, and because uh, South Russia and actually other parts of Russia, all the, the good freestylers of Russia come from uh like the provinces come from places that are not like moscow or st petersburg they're very much um uh the ethnic minorities so in ossetian where i guess thomas gilman still is is in southern russia by the caucasus mountains dagestan extremely big hotbed and then a little place called tuva which is outside mongolia all those places sent guys uh to the podium for countries other than russia um which means they have, like, incredible depth. And if you look at the international rankings, they're filled with Russians. If you look at open tournaments right now, like the Uregan, Medved, um, uh, what other ones am I missing? Either way, if you just look at current international tournaments that are open and Russia sends a lot of people, Poland, uh, towards the the world championship, um, there'll be a lot of Russians um, and even Russians from other countries and then Russians from Russia will be on that podium. Now... If you have like a true open system for a world championship where everybody is entering right now, there's you know cost restrictions and um, not everyone is just going to enter unless they're incentivized, uh, whether it's a prize money or it's actually the world championships with open rules. Um, and you mean just Russians, not Russians wrestling for other places. And however the qualifying system works, however they get there, I'm saying out of out of what is it out of forty, if there's forty, I got I got an easy way of doing it. I would say like at least ten, maybe more. It's half. It's about half. Uh, Ivan Freestyle put out the numbers. There was 18 medalists this year that wrestled for Russia or former Russians. So if you included uh, multiple entries, it's it's half or over, easily. Right, but that is still. I mean, it's not apples to apples, but yeah. I mean, if if the U.S. had multiple entries too, you got. We would add, like, one medal. We would add a couple per weight class. We'd add, like, one. There's some depth there. Iran would sneak in there, too. And then uh, the Russians, I think the question is, the Russians, like, Sharifov does not count for Russia, even though he's from Dagestan. He would count for Azerbaijan. Yeah, but if if you could have multiple entries, then he would count for Russia. No, he wouldn't. He's already in Azerbaijan. If you could have multiple entries, though, he wouldn't leave Russia. Yeah, he wouldn't leave Russia. No, you don't know that. The, if the Azerbaijanis are going to pay him, then he's going to go whether you get multiple entries or not. Sure. You know it's what like I find weird? You guys follow this more than I do. Why? Like, there's there's guys that leave Russia like before they're a cadet or before they're a junior. Like, how do they know? Like, there was a. I don't know how that works. Interesting, when I was looking up the people's, uh, I mean, everybody, all the wrestlers, their hometowns, it's kind of tough. you got to use Google Translate a lot. Um, but uh, Tamaraz Salkazanov wrestles for Slovakia. Uh, he gave Burroughs a really tough match in Kolov. not the Kolov. Was it the Kolov? Yeah, Kolov or Dogu. Yeah, I think it was Dogu. Uh, Yasha Doe, he had an early match, uh, tough match there. Um, and he goes on to, to get bronze at 79 and uh, goose Google around for him and all that read this interview that he gave and 
you know, he's a young guy, he's in Osetia, and then what Slovakia does is they get money from their um, national uh, Olympic body or sports ministry, whatever it is, and they say, hey, we want, we want you guys to be competitive in men's freestyle wrestling. So they go hire an Ossetian coach, and that coach um, brings over, uh, like, a bunch of his cadets that he was coaching, and gotcha. now they have – there's five Ossetians uh, that are on the Slovakian team. Makoev, who made the finals against or uh, beat Jaden that one time two years ago, and then or okay. three years ago, and then uh, there's sense. a heavyweight and some other guys. Gulaev. Because uh, yeah. somebody told me that uh, the the Gadjev, the Gadjev, not the Polish Gadjev, the seventy four Gadge- from France. The, no, not, that's Kadjev. That's the one with a K. I'm talking about with a G. He wrestled Jordan Burrow. He wrestled David Carr. The Azari? Jordan Burrow's in court. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, told that, he, I was told that he was uh, Ossetian or Dagestani. Uh, it's definitely Dagestani. Um, yeah, definitely Dagestani. And, and he, and he um, you know, he obviously, he, he was in junior world. So I, what I'm saying is they, there's guys transferring countries at a really young age. Before it's like, before it's like, oh well, I'm not going to win the spot because there's five guys in front of me, right. and I'll take my, I'll take my, you know, it's not a Steven Micic situation where it's like, man, I'm not going through all that. I'll just wrestle Serbia. This kid was doing it. He's like, I'm going to well, do it when I'm in eighth grade. To, to me, the the obvious answer is you can have one transfer per year per age level. So you get one so cadet, get one junior, one senior. So to maximize the number of guys you get per year, you try to get a cadet and a junior. Gotcha. Yeah, and the, and it's people with relationships. So if you have Dagestanis and Azerbaijan and Dagestan border each other, it's all by the Caspian Sea, uh, by the Caucasus Mountains, and you have uh, Dagestani coaches in Azerbaijan, and you can pay these kids. You can pay the kid and his family. You know, or you NCAA can, builds you over there. You could you could give them however many you know rubles or, or whatever to get them to come Spain, over at whatever you are- age. You are, um, you're a world history kind of buff, and you follow this. I, at the World Championships, every, it happens every year. Every year during the World Championships, I start Googling stuff or going to Wikipedia and finding out these facts and looking up the history of the city or the town of, of the country and reading up. And Nomad was sitting there watching me just – he was like just shaking his head. He's like, "Will, you're going down a rabbit hole here, brother." I was yeah. reading Wikipedia like all it's like week. Metal matches are um, going on. That's my jam, though. <laughs> Wikipedia on these random places like Tuva and Dagestan. Why not? But what I wanted to say is, I never really, I never realized. I guess I had heard it in passing, but I wasn't sure if it was true. But the, the people in the, um, the 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 people that um, are. In the Caucasus regions, I never realized, and I guess it was a layup to some people, but, or like obviously something, they don't like Russia. Like they don't, some there's, of them, they don't a lot want of to represent, they yeah. don't want to represent Russia. Like, I don't know if, I don't so, know if Sejulayev like loves representing Russia. That's why you see a lot of the metal ceremony, or you know, when they run around the mat, uh, Saslan Romanov, he had a Ossetian flag, that's the white, yellow, and red, and that was with the red, white, and blue Russian flag. They had both of them. Dagestan is the green, Sejulai's red, and, Dagestan, yeah. and blue. And um, yeah, think of Russia, the Russian Federation as it's constituted today is not so much of a nation state the way 
Poland is full of mostly Polish people. France is full of almost always, uh, you know, all French people. Russia is like 80% Russians, but then 20% people that are... So the Russian passport will have two names on it. It'll say you're a Russian citizen, and then it will say what your nationality is. And all the Dagestanis and Ossetians and Tuvans and Kantimansi and all these other places, it will say that ethnicity or that nationality or Carbadino... All these other things, there's, there's like dozens of them, and they are not, and ethnic Russians and people in Moscow that like hockey and soccer do not consider the Dagestanis, they're the mountain people, they are not actual Russians. And that makes it yeah. a much easier proposition for you to get them to transfer if you're in Azerbaijan, you have a lot, Azerbaijan and Dagestan have a whole lot more in common than Dagestan and St. Petersburg or Moscow. Well, you can just see uh-huh. the, again, like you can just see the, Dagestanis were all rooting for each other, right? When Musakaya was on the mat, they were all going crazy. When Nurov was on the mat, they were all going crazy. When Gadjev was on the mat, they're all like, they're they're yeah. all rooting for each other in part because of what Space talking about. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah, you don't want to represent Russia, cool, but you're still gonna wrestle, right? Win medals, awesome. Yeah, and think of them more as like colonies that you know Britain and almost every other European power decolonized, so that you know if you're in Africa, or the Caribbean, or all these other places. You know, you don't have the you don't they don't consider themselves French citizens or Dutch citizens or, or British citizens anymore. Um, there are, are their nationalities of where they are, but Dagestan, Assetia, blah blah blah, all the places I just mentioned are very much dual citizenships. You know, it's it's it, the closest analogy we have in the U.S. is uh, Puerto Rico and the United States, um, and so that's why uh, it it's not. Like you said, it's not, you know, you don't grow up thinking like, rah, rah, I'm going to root for Russia. I mean, Chechnya was literally fighting wars for the better part of the of the 1990s with Russia, meaning like tanks rolling through cities and bombs being dropped on everybody. And that was in the 90s. That's not a long time ago for a lot of these guys. Um, it's like right around the time a lot of them were born. Yeah. And, there's, and that's kind of the reason why in the 90s a lot of people don't, um, and, I, and you don't bring it up to discount the success the U.S. had, but there's a reason Russia was weaker in the 90s, and it's because the region where all their best wrestlers were coming from was fighting a hot war, well, like I said, with, with, with snipers and tanks and, and military uh, going running rampage all through the territories. So yeah, it's an interesting thing. Nice, nice little tangent. I like born. to uh, indulge on that. We got one more question. Uh, I like question to talk to you. We're boring, Kyle. No, I'm good. <laughs> the, hey, th- th- this is a good one to close on. Fluorescing and YouTube are going offline forever starting tomorrow. You can save one wrestling match to rewatch as much as you want. Which match does everyone pick? It's a good one, it's a good one to close on. I will start. One match. I, was say, I, I will feel take, like you have something in mind. I will take any of the three, probably the Olympic match of Chimizo and Esgarov. You love that match so it's much. Freaking incredible. It's good. Uh, I got one ready. Uh Andrew Alton versus Eric yes. Rahalis. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that was a roller coaster thrill a second. You didn't know what was going to happen. Who was going to gas out? For? They were both gassed. Yeah, and they were both gassed. I, I live for those bad. I think you all know that when there's, like, somebody gassing hard, we... I, like, I, like, get in the Slack chat. I'm like, guys, guys, get on this. Watch this match now. This guy is... And I don't think I don't feel I'm not I'm empathizing with the guy that's gassed because I was a notorious gasser when I wrestled in high school. We love meltdowns. And... Maybe because you got me thinking about that, but the one that comes to mind for me is Ethan Lezak versus Thomas Gilman. Tremendous. And just everything that happened with it, like, you're like, oh, my God. Okay, he got the first takedown. Cool. All right, Gilman's going to get out. Okay, no, he's not. Oh, my God, he's getting back points. <laughs> oh, my God, it's the third period, and he's losing. Holy crap, Lezak's going to die. <laughs> oh, my God, he's going to pin him. And then, like, 
Gilman's reaction <laughs> and the Iowa bench like came out onto the mat and the Minnesota fans are booing Gilman and the look on Lezak's face like what the hell what just, just happened? happened? <laughs> it is yeah. like the whole thing is just incredible. And then everything that came after with it, like did he gas him from bottom? And then Lezak <laughs> confirms to us he gassed him from bottom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the whole thing is just incredible. Well, yeah, you can't gas people from bottom. Uh, one of the, you guys remember? <clears throat> I think it was Jesse Lang. Was it Jesse Lang and Darian Caldwell? Yeah, it was, yes. was uh, one forty-one, like quarterfinal round of sixteen. Ryan Lang. Yeah, Ryan Lang. Yes, Darian Caldwell. That yeah. was incredible. It was, and the crazy thing is, it it lasted like a minute and a half. Yeah, it was like ninety seconds. The match was like ninety <laughs> seconds. Limbs flying. It was ninety seconds of tornado. Yeah, <laughs> look that one up. That one's an older one on yeah. YouTube. Uh, any of Burroughs' matches when he was younger against like Sargouche, like David Taylor U.S. Open. Yeah, just the I don't know, especially when the earlier matches. It's so like uh, like now you take it for granted. Like yeah, he's going to be the best in the world. He's going to medal. He's you know he's going to beat just about everybody. But then it was like you know how do you, yeah. Sargouche was this two time reigning uh, world champ. Um, those were just fun. And then you get either uh, Bader or Gary Abbott doing the narration when you look up the matches. <laughs> oh, man. Willie? We got, yeah, Willie, you got any more matches? Um, One of the – well, Spade there's, – listen, there's millions that I'm not giving proper credit to probably. But um, Spay with someone gassing makes me think um, – For okay, first of all – JD Raider, JD Raider's Twitter feed, the Twitter thread of Musakaya. Oh yeah, it's fresh in my me- it's fresh in my memory. So, you know, I'm thinking of that one because Musakayev is just a he's just a gem. He's just he must watch. But do you guys remember Borschel, Jay Borschel, just absolutely Heinrich. in the quarters of the semis, melting down Chris. Uh, Heinrich from Virginia. Yes. It was like, this isn't going to happen, is it? <laughs> yup, this is happening. And, and Heinrich was up big, like by eight points or like something. Eight nothing, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that one to me was like, wow. I know what uh, Nomad, your dad, and my dad would pick. What? Trench, uh, uh, Trench Lambert. Lambert. That'd be good. Because that was, that was one of the few NCAA matches, NCAA finals, that comes down to a last-minute hail mary that, that actually worked. Popalabs might also Roan. go. Uh, oh, that was Roan. Mm-hmm. Rob Roan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trench never never got a, a championship. He had the eye injury. Good call, Willie. Thanks for the correction. Uh, he had lo- lost to Sanderson in the finals, I think. Right. Yeah. I want to say, uh, yeah. Okay. Got to have in your bracket. I I think my dad would go Daryl Burley beating Mike Land. All right, well, now we're day. going way <laughs> back. Hey, hey. My dad loves Daryl Burley too, but I don't. That's a, that's a tough one. That's going to take some education to get people up to speed. On that's that my one. my dad's practice partner. Uh, congratulations. This is this is boy. <laughs> in yes, case all in of case, our dads going back. In case you guys didn't know, their dads wrestled at Lehigh. Oh, my dad. Yeah. Did, my dad watched at Lehigh. My dad was a Lehigh oh, okay. wrestling fan. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Let's not get anywhere near that. <laughs> we got we got flights to catch, or I have a flight to catch. We got. When you boys do. get in. I get in in 12 hours. Only he's one, a, he's only the only one boy. boy going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Me and Bader oh, are on the same flight. No, Joe's coming. I'm on Baby Watch until Baby oh, Watch yeah. 2019. Are you also going to be on Panda Watch? Come on, you time? stupid panda. <laughs> Kyle, what's the best game on Flow Football this weekend? The best game on Flow Football is uh, James number two, James Madison going to number twenty four, Stony Brook. My Sea Wolves, yeah, my Stony Brook Sea Wolves. Stony Bees, two four and one squads. Stony Brook's been in the playoffs the past two years. JMU's the bully in the CAA. And can, Nomad's uh, alma mater. Yeah, can can what? Stony Brook pull the upset? Nomad, what's your favorite JMU wrestling match? <laughs> The hey, last time they won right. a CAA title. Who's number one? Who's number one? Watch Saturday, yeah. 6 p.m. Eastern, Don't 5 p.m. Central. Caitlin, play that music, please. There it is. Thank you guys for tuning in, as Christian would say, to 412 episodes Shout out of Pittsburgh. Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Shout out who? Pittsburgh, 412. Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah, 412. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you Tuesday. Bye-bye.